Antoine Juice Wells posted something cryptic to his Instagram story on Monday. Should we put any stock into it? Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you once again for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And now, of course, that the 2022 football season has officially concluded for South Carolina. There are a few big steps that are going to be taking place organically over the next couple of months. One of those steps for Shane Beamer and this entire program is figuring out who the roster is going to be or what the roster is going to consist of, I should say, heading into spring practice and Obviously, at the end of the day, heading into the 2023 season. And there's still a couple players that have a really big decision to make. And one of those players is star wide receiver Antoine Juice Wells, who obviously played a big part of this offense this year, racking up over 900 receiving yards, over 60 receptions, and six touchdowns. Which could seem the fact that Antoine was playing for, at the time, FCS James Madison just a year ago, I would say that things worked out pretty well for both parties. So now the question is, is Antoine Juice Wells going to come back to Columbia or does he think that he's done enough in order to move on and go ahead and declare for the NFL draft? Well, on Monday, Antoine Juice Wells may have given a hint as to where he is leaning in this entire process. As Antoine Juice Wells on Monday afternoon posted to his Instagram story a photo of the stage of the NFL draft with the song Dreams to Reality by Little Baby. Now, obviously, I know automatically that there's going to be some of you who are going to hear this or some of you that may be watching this right now who are probably sitting there and saying, well, Andrew, do we really need to read that much into just an Instagram post story? And my answer to that question would be yes. You do need to take something away from this post. And here's why. I've talked about this before on this show, but it's worth reiterating that modern-day athletes, when it comes to social media, there's a lot of subtle things that they will do on these platforms in order to send a message to, you know, maybe their coaches, maybe owners if they're playing in the NFL, the front offices, and obviously fan bases, whether or not they are maybe happy with their current situation or Maybe where they're leaning in a certain situation. And if you do not think that that ever takes place, look at what happened with Debo Samuel just a year and a half or so ago with the San Francisco 49ers and the entire contract dispute that he wound up in with the 49ers. Wiping clean his entire Instagram account of anything related to San Francisco. And it took months for them in order to reach a common ground. You look at Marshawn Lloyd and obviously the cryptic message that he wound up posting just a day or two before he officially announced he was entering the transfer portal back in December. And now here we are once again with another cryptic message, this time from Antoine Juice Wells. 
And I know that some of y'all may also be sitting here and you might be saying, well, Andrew, Antoine Juice Wells might be doing this on purpose just to get people like you all riled up and thinking that this is his way, basically, of declaring for the NFL draft. And you know something? I cannot completely rule that possibility out. If that winds up being the case, then I promise you, you can all sit there and point and laugh at me. It's not going to hurt my feelings at the end of the day. But my overall point is this. We have seen plenty of instances before where athletes have done something like this and then actually follow through with what the inferences were from said posts to where this is something that needs to be noted by Gamecock fans. Now, another question that might be asked regarding this Instagram post story, especially if this ends up being true, Antoine Wells is basically you know, letting fans and people know that it seems like that he is ready to take his talents to the NFL. Does this mean anything regarding Spencer Rattler's decision? Well, while I can't definitively say it does, if I had to answer one way or another, I would say yes. Now, I know that some of y'all in recent weeks with some of the other defections have said in certain instances, well, because Jaheim Bell is not coming back, that means that Spencer Rattler is leaving. Well, because Marshawn Lloyd's not coming back, that means Spencer Rattler is leaving. I've seen multiple people in the comments section and people on social media who have come to those conclusions regarding all that. And for each and every single one of those instances, I've repeatedly said, no, that's not the case. You cannot just assume because of this one particular player that this means that Spencer Rattler is not coming back, especially considering the fact that Spencer Rattler played in the bowl game. And for the most part, most of these defections did not happen within, you know, just a couple of hours of one another, with the exception of Austin Stockner, who clearly was homesick, and Jaheim Bell, who went on to Florida State for his own reasons. In this case, however, with Antoine Juice Wells and him potentially hinting at leaving South Carolina, this is a little bit different. Because Antoine Juice Wells mentioned while he was down in Jacksonville preparing for the Gator Bowl with the rest of the team after a practice one day to reporters that his decision was going to in part be based on what the quarterback situation was for South Carolina heading into next season and what all happens with the transfer portal. So... That essentially, as we, again, have talked about on the show, was code for, uh, yeah, if Spencer Rattler comes back, it is going to play in part whether or not I come back to South Carolina. Now, you could sit here and say that this has nothing to do with a decision made by Spencer Rattler because if Spencer Rattler was still undecided, which I can tell you all right now, based on my interaction with him and the rest of the reporters' interaction with him after the Gator Bowl, it truly seems to be that way. It doesn't seem like Spencer Rattler has come down to any sort of final decision in terms of what his football future is going to hold. Then maybe, you know, this has nothing to do with Rattler's decision because you would think that Spencer Rattler would announce and that would be followed up by Antoine Juice Wells announcing. But of course... These guys are close teammates, probably good friends off the field. And Antoine Juice Wells, you could also argue, therefore, probably knows a lot more than all of us in terms of where Spencer Rattler is leaning right now. So, in essence, yes, some of us could sit here and say, you know, it could be a bajillion different things. But sometimes it's also fair just to go along with the most plausible explanation when it comes to certain events like this happening. And in this case, I think that's the route we need to take. I do think that there's some merit to this Instagram post story, no matter how silly some of y'all may think it is. 
you have to take into account that, you know, this is the new age of football. This is a new age of sports and the way that some things are handled in terms of making these announcements. It's not like Michael Jordan back in the 90s where he used a fax machine to announce to the entire sports world that he was going to come back to the NBA and play for the Chicago Bulls. Those days are not the way things operate anymore. So we have to keep all that in mind. Obviously, again, nothing official yet from Antoine Juice-Wells or his camp, but based on just this one post alone, it does seem like that South Carolina could indeed be losing one of the biggest cogs from their offense in the 2022 season in the next couple of weeks. Of course, we will keep our eyes peeled for any decision that comes down from Antoine Juice-Wells when he has finalized it. Now, of course, Antoine Juice-Wells, you know, could be leaving South Carolina, but at the same time, there are some really impressive prospects that are going to be joining South Carolina very soon. And some of those prospects, or at least in particular one prospect, is going to be staying in Columbia earlier than some people originally thought in Grayson Howard. What do I mean by all this? I'll explain that and why Grayson Howard's decisions and actions from the last few months is indicative of the kind of player he's going to be at South Carolina in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. Now, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, because you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. Let's say that your biggest goal for your business the next year is to break some of your profit records, which would be probably a common sense one for almost every single small business. So because of that, you want to bring in some people who are going to be able to work well under pressure, some people who really use their time in an efficient manner. And with LinkedIn Jobs, you can scout through a bunch of different candidates to figure out which one of them or how many of them are going to fit the skills required to accomplish said goal. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one delivering quality hires versus other leading competitors in the industry because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Thank you for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today, where the biggest stories around the sports world take place in 20 minutes or less. Plus, you'll get instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Now let's talk about a prospect who is getting ready to come to South Carolina in linebacker Grayson Howard. Grayson Howard, of course, was one of the many prospects that signed during the early national signing period back in mid to late December. And for many valid reasons, has been viewed as one of the biggest gets for South Carolina in the 2023 recruiting cycle. And 
One of the reasons why this has been viewed as the case is what all he has done in the last few months before he's even taken a snap for South Carolina. I mean, you look at Grayson Howard and how he has pursued other prospects in his recruiting class, both over social media and even when he has seen them in person here in Columbia. You look at some of the comments that he apparently has made to head coach Shane Beamer, who, you know, made them public back in the early national signing period, where Grayson Howard said that, we want people who are going to die or who are willing to die for this program coming here to play football, which, again, you may view that to be a little bit extreme, but it just goes to show you just how loyal Grayson Howard already is to this school. And then to top it all off, Grayson Howard has already joined the team for some practices. When they came down to Jacksonville the week of the Gator Bowl, Grayson Howard participated in the three practices that they held the preceding Monday through Wednesday leading into the game on Friday of that week. So you take all that into account and then you take into account his most recent announcement, which is Grayson Howard is not going to be playing in the Adidas All-American game and instead is going to be staying in Columbia. Now, some people might see that and they might think, you know, oh, that's cool. Grayson Howard's going to be, you know, staying here a little bit earlier than maybe we originally thought. You know, he's not going to be traveling out to Texas and playing that all-star game. He's going to get to know some of his teammates a little bit better a little bit sooner now in the spring semester or leading into the spring semester. You know, that's all well and good. I know most of you are probably thinking about it in that way, but here's the thing. In my opinion, this announcement deserves a little bit more pop or a little bit more, you know, eyeballs than it's probably going to get. And here's the reason why. I think that this kind of announcement from Grayson Howard is just really symbolic of the kind of player that he is going to be here at South Carolina. South Carolina, as has been discussed throughout the fan base, this is a school that, in terms of the football program, It's obviously been through a lot. It's obviously had a lot of ups, especially in recent years, and it's had plenty of downs. And some people, if you ask them, would probably objectively say that's had a lot more downs than ups throughout the program's history. Because of that, there's a lot of respect for South Carolina's fan base, a lot of respect for the loyalty that the fans of South Carolina showed to this program Despite everything that history tells all of us, which is that, you know, if you just look at the sheer numbers, that you shouldn't support this program as much as you do. And yet, that's not the case. South Carolina is viewed as one of the most raucous environments in all of college football. And a big part of that comes from the fan base, how much time and money is invested from alumni, from donors, everyone from the top down. And... I think that Grayson Howard is going to be a player on this team over the next few years that is going to speak to these fans, to every single one of them. Because here's the thing. These fans for South Carolina, they want players who appreciate playing for South Carolina, who love wearing the garden in black, who love playing for this school just as much as they love cheering them on. At the end of the day, when it comes to South Carolina fans, obviously they want to see the team win. But at the end of the day, in terms of the bare minimum, that is what South Carolina fans want. They're going to get that in Grayson Howard. 
The way that this kid is raised, I mean, I, I believe that his father has a military background, which, again, speaks to maybe some of the discipline that he has. Obviously, the way that he views, you know, creating an objective and going out to accomplish that, how the team is bigger than me at the end of the day. And you take that into account, you take into account sort of the massive leaps and bounds that he took during his high school football career. And going on to be an Adidas All-American, going on to be raised one of the top linebacker prospects in his recruiting cycle. Grayson Howard is viewed as one of the best linebacker commits and signings in recent memory for South Carolina. And that is what is going to garner the most attention. That's what's going to be talked about the most. But what should be talked about just as much, if not more, is just how much he is going to embrace the role that he has being a player on South Carolina's football team. I can see this guy within his first year being a fan favorite immediately. I don't think it's going to take him very long. I'll get into this in future shows, but I don't think it's going to take very long for Grayson Howard to make an immediate impact here in Columbia. I don't think it's going to take long at all. And I think that what you're seeing right now with everything that he has done, the actions that he has backed up with his words and his commitment to this program, which is something that I know some of you don't believe exists anymore in the sport of college football, with everything that he has showcased and displayed over the last six months, you're witnessing a player right now who's going to come in here and he's going to make it his mission to fulfill all the goals that are set out for this program by Shane Beamer and by the fans, by everyone basically who has high expectations of what this team can accomplish. Grayson Howard is going to wear that as a badge of honor. He's not going to view it as a burden. And I think that with all the things that he has done recently and now announcing that he's not going to play in this Adidas All-American game, which, you know, he very easily could sit there and say, look, I worked really hard for this nod, for this recognition, for this kind of honor. It took a lot of days and multiple years of my high school life for me to get something like this. So by gosh, I'm going to go out there to Texas for a week and I'm going to go enjoy it. I'm going to participate in an all-star game with some of the best prospects the high school football game has to offer. He could have very easily said that. Instead, he is completely foregoing that to stay here in Columbia. Get ready for the Grayson Howard era. Because it's coming and it's coming really fast. And I think you're going to really have a lot of enjoyment watching Pup Howard play linebacker here at South Carolina for more reasons than just what he does on the field. So I just thought it was really important to bring all this up because Grayson Pup Howard, again, his rankings are going to be talked about the most. His stats are going to be brought up the most by fans. But I think that by the time his Gamecock football career is done, I think that in terms of being fan favorites, I think he'll be up there with the on Joiners. I think he'll be up there with the Connor Shaws of the world and anyone else that you want to throw out there right now. I think he's going to be in that kind of group. That's the kind of career I foresee him having both on and off the field here in Columbia. All right. Now, we talked a lot of South Carolina football on today's show. And obviously, that is normally what the main objective is of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But there are certain moments that sometimes happen in sports where we need to step back 
and we have to we have to address it. And we have to talk about it. And the Demar Hamlin situation that took place on Monday Night Football last night is certainly one of those events. Now, as of this recording, based on what has been put out there and been validated by multiple prominent media sources, Demar Hamlin is currently in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Hospital. Um, it, it was a really scary situation. If you did not see what happened in the Monday Night Football game last night, I'm not going to, of course, show it to you. Uh, some of you honestly might not want to see it, period. I'll let you do it at your own discretion. But to put it bluntly, uh, DeMar Hamlin had tackled Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins down to the ground, and he took a pretty decent shot, I believe, you know, to the ch- You know, it, it was a violent collision, you know, one that you see a lot of times in football games. And DeMar Hamlin got up and at first looked like he was okay, and then literally within a couple seconds of him getting up, he all of a sudden collapsed. I mean, fell straight back. And uh, it, the next thing you knew, it became a massive medical emergency. Uh, he needed CPR for a prolonged period of time, according to multiple sources who were there at the game. Uh, of course, again, he was taken to the hospital. He is, as of this recording, labeled as being in critical condition. And it's just a really scary situation. I mean, there's certainly, um, th- this is one of those scenarios where, Life has to come before, you know, maybe some of the entertainment and things that we get enjoyment out of in this world, like the game of football. Um, And obviously, DeMar Hamlin, yeah, he has no direct relation to the University of South Carolina. He doesn't have any relation to any of the coaches on the staff, you know, any of the players or maybe incoming recruits. He may not have a relation to any of those people or the school itself. But it's very important to talk about this entire scene because the thing is, um, this puts this puts the entire game of life into perspective more than anything else. Uh, you you saw former athletes on ESPN like Booker McFarlane and Ryan Clark discussing this, and you could just tell how much it tore these guys up in, internally to um, see what had happened, to have to discuss this in the first place. You of course uh, saw other pros complete pros in the world of sports journalism talking about this situation you know um joe buck troy aikman lisa salters the silent reporter for espn uh Susie uh kobler i believe from espn i hope i pronounced the name right adam schefter their nfl insider scott van pelt you saw a bunch of people who um did such an admirable job considering the entire set of circumstances that were handed to him in terms of reporting this entire situation and not speculating at all. And what you saw is you saw an event that happened in a football game live on national television that um, never takes place live. Rarely, if ever happens on this kind of a stage, you know, and Adam Schefter talked about this on ESPN. I thought it was a very valid point. You know, Certain instances have happened before in practices, you know, maybe where there was a scary cardiac emergency and, um, you know, there was an ambulance that came and they had to be taken to a nearby hospital. You know, this kind of stuff has happened before in terms of, you know, a player not being able to get off the field on their own accord. But for this to happen in front of that stadium of fans, in front of all the people who are watching the game live when it happened, uh, both teams surrounding him, players crying. I mean, players who just emotionally every they were they were anywhere and everywhere but inside that stadium when everything took place. And when you see this, 
you see people who do this stuff for a living, cover these games, talk to these athletes, play with these athletes, coach these athletes, and everyone has the same reaction. It pulls at your heartstrings a little bit. Um, and it really goes to show you just how fleeting life can be. Damar Hamlin, you know, I mean, he's 24 years old. He plays professional football for a living. When you just base it off of those two sole facts, you assume that he is probably extremely healthy, that he is someone that, you know, the last thing you would expect is for him to collapse because of some cardiac event, or at least seemingly cardiac event based on the fact they did CPR. And yet, that's exactly what happened. So, uh, you know, it's 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 a really, really scary situation. Obviously, if you're someone that believes in the power of prayer, DeMar Hamlin could use them um, at this current moment in time. His family members could use them. His very close friends could use them. Uh, his entire team in the Buffalo Bills and that entire organization could use them. The game of football is a very violent sport inherently. And thankfully, 99.9% of the time, players maybe go down and get hurt. They're able to be helped off the field within a few minutes or they get up off their own power. But there is a 0.1% of incidences that do take place where, unfortunately, it is um, very, very dire circumstances. And that seems to be what has happened here with DeMar Hamlin. So in terms of life and comparing that to uh, a sport like football that, you know, we all enjoy watching, that maybe some of y'all enjoyed playing when you did play the sport. Uh, just remember at the end of the day, you know, life is uh, so precious. It's so valuable. Um, and you just never truly know when somebody could end up in this kind of a situation. So, again, um, as of this current moment, when this is being recorded, Damar Hamlin is in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Hospital. And obviously, my thoughts and prayers go out to him, his friends, his family, his team, everyone that is associated with him. And um, just keep him in your thoughts because uh, it was a really scary situation. And again, in terms of life and sports, it really puts things into perspective in terms of what really matters the most at the end of the day. So, um, that's going to do it for today's show, the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. Obviously, besides uh, the real uh, downer that we had to discuss with the DeMar Hamlin situation at the end, uh, make sure, again, to keep him in your thoughts and prayers. With South Carolina, what are your thoughts on Antoine Juice Wells and the Instagram story post that he put out on Monday? What are your thoughts on Grayson Howard coming in? What do you think he's going to do as a football player in terms of maybe his leadership and how he's going to interact with the fans in his time at South Carolina? Let me know all of your thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. Or shoot me a direct message on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC. I'll try to respond to it as quickly as I see it. And once again, don't forget to make Lockdown Sports Today your second listen after, of course, you have watched or listened to the entirety of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Thank you all once again for tuning into today's show. Hope you all have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'll catch you all on the next show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast.